nobody likes a smug canary. Attention! This is Commander Kruger of the Agomadai Lizard Death War Fleet. Star News has been found guilty of producing slanderous propaganda against the Agomadai Legion. For this, you will be destroyed! Safety. People are hurt. We have to help them. What do you mean, we? No, no, I don't think you're the target. Nobody's out to get you. No, nor you either. I have no idea who they are. Yes, yes, of course I'm going to try to stop them. Do you have, do you a, have plan? a plan? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Oh, oh, question. Is there a security gate? A what? Doctor... A security gate, you know, little house, nice old fellow, you have to flash a badge at arm that goes up Doctor, and down. I need to help those people. Yes, go. Connie, gate? Do you mean Dave? The checkpoint? The one that refused me entry when I returned from tour with the mighty Mercurial Mummers? I mean, I've only lived here the last ten years and am a major star in one of the planet's biggest productions. Why should it recognize me? Honestly, every time I have to scan two, three times... What? Uh, why are you looking at me like that? Lizards. Explosions. Sorry. Yes, you're right. I must seem so self-obsessed to you, talking about me and my life when all of this is going on around us. Connie, this really isn't the time to have this kind of conversation. Oh, see? Even when I'm trying to apologize for being me, I get the timing wrong. I am absolutely the worst. You don't need to apologize for being you. Oh, that's one of the sweetest things anyone's ever said to me. Thank you. I don't know what to do with that. You're welcome. Uh, and the nurse is covered in blood. There was no chance for them. I'm sorry. Uh, I've got a handkerchief. Can I, uh... Thank you, but no. Okay, map. Find me Dave. And this time, really concentrate. Well, why didn't you tell me it had wings? In a review a Maddox said, I can't believe that entertainment like this still exists. I know! They were so kind. That review-o-matic certainly has a way with words. <laughs> You're in good spirits, all things considering. Well, I'm driving a flying car in the 22nd century. And Allah help me with a canary. <laughs> well, what century do you normally drive flying cars in? It's the fun thing about time travel, Connie. We get to fly cars whenever we want. Ah, this must be it. Welcome to Checkpoint, Dave. You don't have authorized access. Please leave before you are escorted off the premises with lasers. No, it, it, it's fine, Dave. They're with me. 
And you are? Really? Now? Doctor, what is this thing? It's a pain in the neck is what it is. Dave is our front gate. Direct and virtual entry point. It's an artificial intelligence that's meant to check anyone going in or out of the studio, and it has a weird vendetta against me personally. Ah, don't you deny it! I think it's because of the time I played a malfunctioning AI in an episode of Pinocchio and the Unicorn Curse. I do not. It's because you never have the right sticker on your badge. I do too! That last time, I even went back to the ship to get the right sticker. You drew a sticker on your badge. It was... Seriously, lizards. Sorry, Dave, but I needed to give your force field parameters a bit of a tweak. And to do that, I needed to go through your entry protocols. But don't worry, you'll be as good as new when I'm done. Better even. Extending some kind of force field to protect us. Strengthening it, but yes. I want to have a word with these hostile fellows who are intent on raining down death and destruction. And I can't very well do that with them shooting at us. Well, not productively, anyway. How did the doctor know to do that? It's kind of what she does. Who does that? Now, what I actually need is a way to talk to them. Oop. Hold on. I told you to put that back. You got a megaphone in your pocket? Yes. And while Dave is all juiced up, I can hook this in directly and, hey presto, we have a way to talk to the lizards. Hello, angry lizards. Actually, how do you know you're lizards? Not, not important. More important. Can you stop shooting at us, please? Otherwise I'm going to have to do something and I'm not quite sure what yet. We will not cease fire. Star News has been found guilty of producing slanderous propaganda against the Agomadi Legion. For this, you will be destroyed. What propaganda? The malicious and damaging broadcast you call Star News. The transmissions have reached the Agomadi hatcheries and present our forces as laughable buffoons and savages. This cannot stand. This is our retaliation. You will be destroyed. Characters and firms depicted in this photoplay are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons, living, dead, undead, sentient, non corporeal, or imaginary, or to actual aggressive alien war lizards in giant stompy robot suits is purely coincidental. You dare to mock the Agamadai war fleet? Not at all. I am merely pointing out that this situation is clearly an unfortunate misunderstanding that has sadly escalated into senseless tragedy. There is no need for aggression. Please, silence your war cannons. Cease your bombardment of this defenseless world. Show mercy and compassion to those you feel have wronged you. And let us strive towards a peaceful accord. No one else need die here today. You argue well for a puny mammal. We will consider. Thank you. All this senseless loss of life for some low-budget science fiction schlock? Excuse me? Who made you a critic? It may not be high art, but it gives millions of people joy every week. And if some thin-skinned, walnut-brained geckos can't tell the difference between fiction and reality, it's not our fault. We know it is fiction, Mammal. 
It remains an insult to the Agamadon Horde! Open fire! No release! Your unilateral judgment on this matter is unacceptable. And frankly, you're too close to make that judgment anyway. You've lost all perspective and opened fire on a defenseless world. I'm afraid this will not stand. I'm sorry. I didn't want to have to do this. Oh, what have you done? I've amplified and modified the Emergophone's inbuilt warning tone to its top range at a frequency that only their Gamadai can hear. They don't like it much. I hope it hurts. A little tit for tat. Tit for tat is never a game when people are dying, Connie. These things always end badly. Well, it's not gonna last long anyway. The audio relays weren't built for it. Ah! How is it possible you could harm the Agamadai? I did warn you. You are not like them. No, but I try. Hold your weapons, please. Let me get to the bottom of this. We show you clemency, for now. You have five of your mammal hours to demonstrate to the Agamadai our due respect. Five hours, or we will destroy you. Great, I'll just- Five hours under the surveillance of one of the Agamadai sentry robots. If any threat is detected, it will retaliate with all due force. Ooh, I don't like the sound of that. Well, you heard the lizards. We've got five hours to save the world. You've done it. You stopped the firing. Temporarily. Uh... I know it's not the point, but... flattered. War hatcheries, I presume, on the other side of the galaxy are turning into our show every week! How many viewers do you think that is? Oh, I hope this other one where I was in a coma and Brick had an evil twin! (laughs) I flew the little flying cart back down to the ravaged city. Since the firing had stopped, people were scrambling through the devastation. I had seen it before, in dozens of war zones. Homes reduced to piles of brick. Smoke pluming into the skies, the sound of sirens and tears. Prayers. Stood impassively in the center of a half-destroyed public square was the giant Gamadai robot sentry. It was a baleful metal titan about the size and mass of a jumbo jet. The legs were anchored firmly to the pavement, but its head and midsection pivoted around, watching everything like a Cold War searchlight. The doctor explained that inside the sentry were a crew of Agamidae warriors, and that the robot was essentially a giant suit of armor. As I piloted the cart down safely to the ground, the Iron Giant's head swung round in a smooth, eerie motion, and we were caught, just for a breathless moment, in its cold scrutiny. Oh, that was some landing. I've never flown a car before. Or landed one, obviously. Map, can you? Yes, 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 I know. I know. It's okay. Everything's okay now. Well, no. It's not. Don't you start to. Map, can you find Stroenberg? The director. 
but I don't understand. Why can't the studio just shut down production? It seems like a simple solution that would make the agon... Agon... The lizards happy. That's censorship! I don't know what things are like on whatever backwards planet you come from, but here on Star World, we value the creative arts. And this isn't just some fun, you know. This is people's livelihoods. They depend on this. We don't get much, but whole communities of people are invested in this, working together to build something beautiful. I understand. But those same people are getting hurt by all of this. And there's a very easy way out. Is a television show really worth dying for? Then you don't understand. There's a galactic recession, Jules. Things are difficult for a great many people. Escapism is in high demand. Why do people go to a particular place at a particular time? Sometimes it's to build a new life. To find a community. Sometimes it's for financial gain. And sometimes it's for creative fulfillment. Star World, for all its faults, is a creative nerve center, a destination for dreamers, big thinkers, and those who would make their wildest, most fanciful ideas a reality. It and its productions offer possibility, hope, and sometimes that's more than worth it. Stroheimberg! <laughs> How interesting to find you here. Warrior lizards, giant robot guards, general chaos and mayhem, people getting hurt, killed, in something that looks implausibly like your show. And we find you squirreled away here in an equally implausible and suspicious secret room. It's not what it looks like. Really? How's your shoulder? It's fine. What are you doing here? How did you find me? Are you in cahoots with the lizards? What? No! Because it sure looks to me like you got us to make a show specifically designed to rile up a bunch of heavily armed, super aggressive space gators. I'm as surprised as you are. Star News is just a silly idea I dreamed up as a bored child. A silly idea? Silly! How dare you! Are you telling me that you've been wasting our time on a, a frivolous whim? Not at all! I've always wanted to make Star News a reality, even when we had nothing. It was a thrill to share with the universe all the adventures I imagined growing up. But that's all it was, imagination! And this is not what I meant by making it real. Well, that's one heck of a coincidence, Buster. I suppose it is possible. In an infinite universe among infinite multiverses, there is always the possibility, no matter how scant, that something we imagine to be absolutely ridiculous and outlandish actually exists. But this... you have got to be kidding! I live in a time-travelling box that's bigger on the inside. Who am I to argue with probability? That was your box? It travels in time? We did tell you we're time-travellers. Oh. I thought you were just yanking my chain. You don't know, Julia. I have my moments. Oh, yes. Uh, regardless, coincidence, probability, whatever the case may be, Strohamburg, this technology looks to be well beyond what you need for a production like Star News. Where did you get it? I don't know. It arrives, we unpack it. Half the time, we don't know what this stuff is or what it's for. And that doesn't strike you as a little bit questionable? Look, I... 
I don't know why our little production was chosen or by who, and frankly, I don't much care. But somebody, somewhere, was finally paying attention to us. Nonsense. You must know who they are. You've been talking to someone. I've seen it. Constantly scuttling off to take mysterious calls. If that doesn't have something to do with all this, I'll eat my hat. If I still had my hats. I don't know who they are. It's just a blank face on a blank screen. And they always call me. I never get to call them. But look, we've got the money. We've got the resources. We've got the tech. That's all that matters. One day we showed up and we started getting all this amazing stuff to play with. And they insisted we use it. Practically demanded it. Here... Take a look at this. That's the editing console that we use in what we call post-production. Right, where you cut the scenes together? Oh, but this is so much more than that. Shush. Oh, 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 good. It's the scene from Star News. And now you get to see a professional. No, a star in action. But we've already seen you acting. Shh. And finally, safety precautions. Oh, and I'm not in this scene. Can't we play another clip? Ooh, uh, how about the scene where I single-handedly rescued the big walrus? Take a look at this nasty little thing. It may look like some kind of landmine. And that's because that's exactly what it is. These incendiary devices have been popping up everywhere. They're under mailboxes. They're in lunchboxes. They may already be in your home. Possibly even in your doggy bed. Be vigilant. Stay safe. And remember to tune in tomorrow when we learn how to disarm these safely. See? What were we meant to see there? A masterclass in terrible delivery. Didn't you see? That explosion? Totally fixed, but so real. We never had the tech to do that before, but now we do. There's no stopping what we can do for Star News. Space battles and black holes and parallel worlds and intergalactic crime syndicates. The sky's the limit. Wait, I was there that day. I thought that was real. I thought you were experimenting with some new pyrotechnics. Nope. Entirely projection. Some new breakthroughs in hard light holograms, uh, I think. I don't know the science, but it's amazing stuff. I thought Brick got hurt. I I bought him a stuffed chinchilla. Yes, that's impressive, Stroheimberg. But this technology is dangerous. The ray gun that you thought was a harmless prop was capable of ripping this whole city apart. Do you understand that some of these things are real weapons? It's like giving a child a bazooka as a birthday present. It is beyond irresponsible. It's unconscionable. And I'm going to stop it. I know that look on your face. You've got a plan. Yes, I think so. But first I need to check on Dave. Hey, where are you going? What are you doing? Look around you. What do you think we're doing? We all wanted my, I mean, our show to be something more. But this? People have died. You made a decision that none of these people are a part of, and now they're suffering for it. Julia's right. We never chose this. This is not what we wanted. 
This was all supposed to be pretend. Look, things got out of hand, but there's still a chance to make amends. You don't have to be the bad guy here. You can shrug your shoulders and watch these intergalactic salamanders blow us all up, or you can stand with us and be a hero. Connie, you really must stop doing that. They're called the Agamadai, and they feel they've been disrespected enough already. Doctor, what are you going to do? Apologize on Star World's behalf? I'm afraid it's too late for that. Uh, Connie, how long has Stanya's been running? Three years? Six. Right. Over five years of insult, and let's be perfectly honest, the lizards aren't actually wrong. Intentionally or not, Star News has painted the Agamadai, or a species shockingly like them, in terrible light. And thanks to the, let's call them, gifts from this show's questionable patrons, I'll be wanting the records of your calls, by the way, Stroheimberg, the studio has been training its people to fight and arming them with weapons. You saw what that prop gun did to Connie's flat? You mean what you did? It started it. With all that in mind, it seems to me that our best course of action is to A, make sure that Dave is still fired up, B, distract the sentry, and C, get the attention of the mothership. That's not a plan. That's barely an outline. There's usually far more involved than she lets on. Best to just go with it. And what can I do? Part D. You're going to blow up the planet. Beth. You know how whenever we would go to the movies, you'd always sigh whenever the team investigating a mystery suggested they should split up? You would have been so disappointed in us, because that was precisely what the doctor did next. And, of course, I somehow found myself on Team Connie, as she insisted on calling it, after several other suggestions that were very quickly rejected. Where are we going? We need to find the part of the studio that hasn't been blown up. Yes, of course. I I knew that. I mean, I was there. But why are we going to the studio exactly? We have to find survivors, production staff, crew, anyone who can help us. Right, right. Uh, mm, Help us do what again? Weren't you listening? I was! I just, you know... I, I don't understand a lot of it! Oh, give me a break. I've had a hard day. My apartment was blown up. My workplace was blown up. And now you say you're going to blow up the planet. And the doctor has kidnapped my canary! And I think then, Beth, that was the first time I actually saw Connie. This poor woman, standing there shouting, with her ridiculous little sword, trying to keep herself together as her world fell apart piece by piece. So much of her it seemed like an act, but in that moment I thought I saw the mask slip, and I got the sense that this was, maybe, just how she manages. I felt for her. What? Why are you looking at me like that? My day hasn't been that much better. So, if you two are done, have your moment. Can we? Excuse me? Don't think we're falling back into our old roles here, mister. I'm directing. Look out, lizards! You're gonna get a full Connie London production. We'll worry about that once we've gathered everyone. I wish I was on the doctor's team. The doctor, of course, was on her own team. It was hard to understand what the doctor had in mind. Her plan sounded ridiculous. A suit that would make her appear a threat to the sentry, perhaps as another big stompy robot. 
She laughed when I said that I hoped that there wouldn't be tinfoil involved. But as she later explained, it was like on your birthday when we went to see Alice in Wonderland. You were amazed at how they made Alice so big and so tiny. We found out later that the animators traced over pre-filmed footage. They called it rotoscoping. If I understood correctly, this was something almost like that, only in real time. To be perfectly honest with you, I wish I could have been there to see it. Jules? Come in. Jules? Can you hear me? Yes, Doctor, we're here. Team Connie speaking. Doctor, how are you talking to us? The Doctor has me patched into the local PA system with the assistance of her little map friend. Again, I have to object. This is severely outside of our job descriptions, not to mention the terms and conditions of our warranties. Not now, Dave. Sorry, I'll let you get on with your oh so very important business. We are only saving the world here, Dave. I thought we were blowing it up. We are. No, not now, Map. How are you getting along, Jules? Everything set up? Doctor, you've only given us our marching orders five minutes ago. There's a lot to do, and it's going to take some time. Unfortunately, time wasn't on our side. As we'd gotten ourselves organized, we found ourselves in the last hour of the Agamidai's ceasefire and approaching their ultimatum. Ominously, the sentry had begun counting down the time, its metallic rasp filling the air, reverberating throughout the studio world. A lot happened in the next hour. We on Team Connie had been tasked with making use of Strohemberg's fancy special effects equipment and preparing them to make it look like it was the end of the world. It was a slow start. You, stand there, look frightened. I don't understand any of this. Who are you? I'm your new director. We're making a short film that will save the world. Okay. I want to see terror, utter horror. I want to read it in your eyes. I want you to dig down deep and make me feel that your world is crumbling around you and everything you know and love is about to be destroyed, leaving you alone and desperate and so very, very scared. Union rules say you're going to have to give me six more minutes. What? He's not an actor. He's on the tech crew. Oh, okay. You. Yes? Actor? Could be. Stand here. Look scared. End of the world, yada yada yada. My time to shine. Me, 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 me. Connie, we need to get moving. We have a global catastrophe to fake. We can't do it one person at a time. Red letter, yellow letter, red letter, yellow Do you want this done quickly or done well? You can't rush art. We don't need art. What we need is something quick. Something big and splashy. Something that the lizards will find convincing. We need star news. We need Beatrice. No, we don't need Beatrice. We've got something better. We've got Connie London. On the scene and looking great. At the time, Team Doctor was engaged in an altogether different kind of mission. As the doctor later explained... It It was was all very very easy and lots of fun. And it worked exactly as I planned. All I had to do was wear a projection suit, plug it into the brown screen, and, with the help of Dave... Hi, Doctor. Always happy to help. 
said the broadcast parameters are streamed directly into the sentry's monitors. From the sentry's point of view, I was now piloting a big stompy robot of my own, which, of course, caught his attention immediately. Detected. And we did battle. We will destroy you, Doctor! No, you won't! But what I actually believe happened was... Ah, excellent. Projection suits, just the thing. Ooh, brown screen technology. How quaint. Ah, this one should do nicely. Ugh, perhaps not. That doesn't seem to fit. Let's try again. Ooh, okay then. Sometime in the next half hour, the doctor abandoned the idea of wearing the projection suit and took to taping some tracking markers onto herself. These should do just as well. I'm not sure why she had the markers, or the tape to be honest, but I've long since stopped questioning what the doctor keeps in those strange pockets of hers. Perfect. Now, where does this plug into? Ooh, that could be a problem. Perfect. Map, please connect me to Dave. I know you're not my secretary, but this really isn't the time. Yes. Hello, Dave? Go away. Ah, there you are. I need your help. I don't care. Go away. The world is in danger. Everybody could die. Good. Maybe I could go back to being what I'm supposed to be. Just a regular security AI. Honestly, Doctor, I'm just a checkpoint, not a... But that's exactly what we need. How would you like to be the biggest, the best security AI there's ever been? You'll be protecting the entire planet. I mean, you do already, but you'll still be doing it. Even more so. Just in a rather roundabout way you're probably not thinking of. Hmm. What do you need? I knew I could count on you. I need you to patch us into the Agamadine mothership. As a studio, Star World must have seen many strange and fantastic scenes play out on its surface. But I doubt very much, dear sister, it had ever witnessed a sight quite as bizarre as the Doctor, covered head to foot in little ping-pong balls, stomping around in an attempt to convince a giant alien sentry that she was clad in the armor of a big stompy robot of her own. Stomp! 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 I am a stompy robot! Doctor, what are you doing? I'm stomping. Focus. You need to distract the sentry, not yourself. Surely, I can do both. Perhaps, but the sentry doesn't seem to be reacting. Well, that's jolly rude. Especially after I've gone through all the trouble projecting myself as something that would specifically attract the sentry's attention. It's not working. Perhaps you should try talking to it. Yes. Hello, giant sentry. Fellow Stompy Robot here, ready to battle. Perhaps you'd care to join me? Hello? Ooh, hold on, I have a better idea. Here, catch! What are you doing? I tape trackers onto the spagbo pellets and do some at it. From the sentry's perspective, it would look like, well, giant spaghetti pellets. Not a better idea. You're not actually there. It's shooting at imaginary target. There you go. They've detected me. They think I'm a threat. While the doctor drew the attention of the sentry, for Team Connie, stage two of the doctor's plan to save Starworld was in full motion. 
Connie had directed dozens of scenes with different backdrops of various locales across Star World of people fleeing in terror, screaming as the world burned. Yes, that should do. And cut! Bravo! Thank you, everyone! Isn't this all a bit backwards? Destruction and then the explosion? Scenes are almost never filmed in order. Except for the crime drama I was in a while back, Speakeasy Malls. I don't think it ever got released, though, so you've probably never heard of it. Gives me time to set up the hard light visual effects projectors across the world. They look like awesome explosions right there in front of you. Like in the recording I showed you with Brick. But why bother? Can't we just broadcast a simulated explosion? Full immersion jewels. Multiple vantage points. Imagine it. Streaming the projection of Team Connie's excellent work while the Agamonizes Strohenberg's spectacular, fake, but spectacular, pyrotechnics out the window. But they're not going to actually shoot at us, right? Yes, but you'll be fine. Trust me. How are things going with the sentry? Any moment now, we'll get the mothership's attention. Status report! Our sentry is under attack! The mammals have broken our peace accord! What are your orders, sir? Extract the sentry! Extracting! This is deliberate provocation. It is an open act of aggression against the Agomedi. Destroy them! Aye, sir! Activate the cannons! Lock coordinates for the planet! On my command! Cannons at 20% and rising command. We have traveled innumerable galaxies to defend our honor and seek retribution. We have been patient. We have shown mercy. We have listened. But we have been deceived and insulted and finally betrayed. We have had enough. Fire! Ah, uh, sorry, sir. Cannons still 26%. Activate visual displays. I want to see them all destroyed. You know, it really isn't sporting of you to use my hailing interface to eavesdrop on the Agamidae. Doctor, it sounds like they're getting ready to open fire. Yes, I heard that. But don't worry, they'll want to lock onto the key areas of the studio first. They'll want to destroy the transmitters, the archives, and, well, me. No, they won't be aiming for you, Matt. We're all set here, Doctor. Well, unless we have time for a retake on that last scene with the extras fleeing from a collapsing noodle restaurant, I wasn't getting sheer terror from one of the cast, even after all the method techniques I workshopped with them. What? She threw noodles at them. Connie, not now. Doctor, what do Gotta go. But wait, where's the... Cannons at... 100%! Starworld must be destroyed! Destroy them all! Target 1, direct it! Target 2, direct it! Planetside broadcast feeds accessed for confirmation! 
Attention, Star World cast and crew. Things are obviously really, really bad right now. We need you all to remain calm and get to the nearest shelter you can find. Medical provisions will be available. Target redirected. Excellent. Open the view screen. I want to see their destruction with my own eyes. I can see the planet burn. A cinder in the ink of space. Oh, I find this sight gratifying. Targets five, six, and seven. Direct hit. Eighty percent of the planet is now destroyed. Ready the geo stabilizers to exit orbit. Prepare for a shockwave. Sir? With so much of the planet destroyed, it has become unstable. We will no longer be able to sustain orbit. Our objective here is complete. Planet surface 90% destroyed. Take us out of here. Take us home to the Agamadai hatcheries. Engines at 10%, Commander. Oh, no, 95% now, sir. Full speed, onward. Are they gone? I think they've gone. Have they gone? Yes, they've gone. Well done, Stroheimberg. The hard light explosions worked perfectly. I don't approve of the technology, but you put it to good use. It's amazing stuff, isn't it? All this really proved just how far we could stretch it. Imagine what else I could do. I'm picturing. I'm, I'm picturing. Hold on there. You won't be getting much more than what you have, I'm afraid. Give me the recordings, please. I think I need to have a word with your benefactors. Oh, there you are. Hello. What have you got there? Writing. Oh, is it a review? Oh, this had to be a five-star production at least, right? I mean, my direction alone. No, it's a list. Of those who sadly didn't make it, 18 people died when the Agamadai opened fire. Uh, uh, I, 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 I don't know what to say to that. There's nothing to say. I'm just remembering them. That's the least we could do. Did you know them? No, no, uh, Star World is a big place. Jules, ready? But doctor, um, I, I don't understand. <laughs> what? Uh, nothing. It's just that it's so strange to hear that from someone else. What is it you don't understand, Connie? Um, how did they miss the lizards? They opened fire a full blast. We should have been toast. We should have been fried. We should have been absolutely roasted. Are you relieved, or are you just hungry? They missed because they weren't actually aiming at us. They just thought they were aiming at Star World. As soon as they extracted the sentry, Dave set to work. He reprogrammed and redirected the mothership's weapon systems. They quite literally let loose their laser cannons on empty space. 
Dave's handiwork also had the happy side effect of slowing down the cannons long enough that he could patch in the feed of Connie's masterpiece. Once the Agamadai believed the Star World was finished, Dave fired a small EMP into the mothership to cut off its senses and visuals and replicate the effect of a shockwave just in time for Stroheimberg's fireworks. They didn't even notice they'd been redirected. Wow, Dave did all of that? Dave is a bit of a hero. But he's not talking to me anymore. I'll come back to see him in a few decades when he's less grumpy. Well, that was an adventure. Woohoo! Yay, Team Connie! <sighs> and now Strohenberg is going to go off and start his next project, and everyone will rebuild their post lizard lives, and you two will go somewhere in that blue box thing, and I'll just stay here because I have no one and nothing. Except my epe, which got bent, and my bird, and my big pile of nothing because I have nowhere to go. Again. Well? Yes? I suppose you could come with us. <laughs> well, took you long enough. <laughs> Yes, of course, you can come too. Doctor Who Big Stompy Robots Chapter 2 Plan D from Outer Space was written by Kay Wu and Vince Staden and directed by Kyle Boers. Featuring Kay Wu as Doctor Who, Fazia Rizvi as Julia Shahid, and Valina Cutler as Connie London. With Joe J. Thomas as Brick Thrustjaw, Justin Fife as Droheimberg, Alan Gordon as Dave, Kayla Gill as Warlord Kruger, Lisa Michaud as Newton, Vince Staden as The Sentry, Justin Fife as The Tech, Kyle Boers as the extra, and Caliban and Map as themselves. The incidental music was by Kevin MacLeod. Afternoon Tea Adventures Doctor Who series is a free, not-for-profit, unauthorized reimagining of the BBC property. The BBC holds all copyright.